Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. On today's episode, I'm your host, Sam Altieri, and I have with me my lovely co-captains. I was saying co-captains because Sarah was a flight attendant. Sarah, Kim, and Marcy. <laughs> Hi, guys. I like hey. That. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, aye. Kim, that was like a, like, a slight saucy manner. Aye, aye, Captain. Hello there. Hello there, ladies. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What's up, you guys? <laughs> oh, Life's a Life is happening. I want to just like dive right in and talk quickly about what we were talking about right before we hit record in case anyone can relate. Um, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah. But basically, I was, you guys listening, I was sharing with them that I've been going through this season amidst COVID of getting so frustrated because I just want to hang out with my friends. And I don't even know what that really means because all of my friends are all over the world, really. Um, but this feeling that like I want to have people in my life that are close to me in proximity and like geographically that want to do the same things as me, which for me is like, I want to go outside. I want to hike. I want to explore They're doing some trail running. Like I want a buddy to do that with. And right now I don't have that. And it's, and it feels frustrating. And at the same time, I can still do all those things on my own, but it's not the same. And so Kim was saying that she can relate and um, Kim, I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of like what you're experiencing too. Well, yeah, I came into the conversation late. I was running late and I hopped in and I didn't realize that's what Sam was saying. And I, was t- I started saying like, yeah, I want to do those things. And I, don't, I don't have anybody to do those things with. And I wish you were close by. She's like, that was literally my point. <laughs> I don't have those people in my life. And look, I've got a great circle of friends. We've been friends gosh, we've raised our kids together and my oldest is 19. So these have been my close girlfriends for like 15, 16, 17 years now. And like, they're the people who got me through my dad passing away and my mom, like suddenly remarrying and moving across the country. Like they are my people, they are there for me, but that doesn't mean they want to do all the same stuff as me. Right. Like Sarah was messing around about cats. My one friend, her big deal, like she fosters cats. She's always got like dozens of kittens. Like she fosters cats. Like that's her thing. And it's adorable. And she saves all these cats lives. Like, I'm not super into cats. Like that's, that's not how I'm spending my time, but I do want somebody to go out and hang out in the forest with me. And so it can be hard as grownups. You know, when you're kids, it's easy to find the person on the playground who wants to do the same thing as you. Right. right. But as you get older, it's, it's a little more challenging. Yeah. And as you get older, plus amidst a global pandemic, which requires social distancing and no group, yes. it makes it even harder. Yes. Um, and I think the other part of it too, is like, like either you can um just be victim to it right and be like like I'm gonna stomp my feet and and I did that I like totally went into full tantrum mode not gonna lie like last night I was telling I was telling the other ladies like I just went into a full-blown like ugly cry I was just mad I was like I just want to see my friends I just want to hang out like what the hell I just want people to hang with me (laughs) (laughs) and like like a toddler and I I was like denying myself of just like getting that out and it felt so good to just cry it out and like be ugly messy and then after I got that out I was like okay well what can I do and and I went on meetup.com and I was just searching for people that wanted to hike and bike and do all this outdoor shit with And I started joining some groups and like, who knows if I actually like do the meetups, but I'm full blown like planning to just meet these random strangers on the internet that want to hike to the top of a local little mountain with me because like they have a similar goal in mind and it's to like use, use what we have outside as our gym. And, um, yeah, so I just, I wanted to share that with you guys in case you can relate in case you're struggling with being in isolation or not having people in your life that are doing similar things or 
you know, maybe your friends were doing some more things with you at some point, but you've been navigating a health and fitness journey and you're just like, my friends don't want to do the same thing as me. Like we all still, even as coaches experience that. So just wanted to share. And I'm just so impressed, Sam, that you just took the action there. Like you didn't just sit there and keep wallowing, like, great, have a cry. I love having a good cry, but you didn't let it stop there. Like you're like, okay, now what am I going to do about this? And you took some action to make stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it feels good. It feels good to search friends, friends on the internet. <laughs> it's great. New age dating, like <laughs> friends or something, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you guys should meet those strangers and go in the woods with them, Sam. Yeah, I'm gonna share them. <laughs> I'm gonna share them on my Instagram. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, well, that leads us to our topic of discussion today, which is managing your energy. Um, this has been such a huge thing for my clients and for myself, um, and I think that we have all talked about it in some way or another. Um, and I think it's one of the most important things that doesn't really get talked about because it's not visible, right? It's like this thing that runs the show. We are just energy. We're energetic beings. Everything is energy, really. Um, and energy is the thing that allows us to show up and to live the life we want. And there's a lot of things that affect our energy. There's things that protect our energy, like setting boundaries or scheduling like self-care, minimizing screen time. There's things that free up our energy, like, you know, switching tasks or closing open loops, um, having hard conversations. And then there's also things that generate energy, like what I was talking about, like hiking or breathing, doing, listening to music, um, taking a bath, like whatever those things are that like regenerate. And so I wanted to talk today about managing your energy, our strategies to protect, free up and generate energy and how, what happens if we don't manage our energy, like how it can affect our life, what it costs our life. And I know for me, like it took me getting to a place of neglecting my own energetic needs, like where I was just so burnt out and overwhelmed. That's usually the sign of mismanaged energy. Um, it took me getting to a place of like breaking down into tears in overwhelm for me to actually start to curate my own energetic needs. Um, so I wanted to just ask you guys, like, can, uh, can you relate? Are, where are you in your energetic journey? Um, do you feel like you have a good understanding of your energy? Like, where are you in the energy, energy process? Uh, Sarah, I would love to kind of start with you, Miss, yeah. Miss uh, Mind Management in all of yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I would say that I am, um, at a point now where I am shit hot on top of my energetics. Um, Love that. Shit hot on top. (laughs) Yeah, shit hot on top. Um, For many years, I was not. um, And as a people pleaser, um, I spent a lot of my life being energetically drained because I was putting on a show for the world. I was never speaking up about what I needed and what I wanted. I had a boundary-free life. Um, I had friends that were in my life who just literally zapped all of my all of my energy. Um, work was zapping my energy. Literally everything in my life at one point was just literally pulling me pulling me dry of energy, um, and it was mentally exhausting. But obviously, at the time, I didn't really understand that that's what was happening. And so you may be in your life right now, very energetically imbalanced and not understand the feelings that you are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, low energy, mind fog, really struggling to make decisions about things, maybe even like not sleeping well, all of the things there could all be signs that something in your life is of a mismatch when it comes to what it is doing to your um, inner energetics. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me now, praise the Lord, um, I have gotten to a point where I manage my energy extremely well. And actually just following on from the conversation that you were just having in the beginning, I actually... Um, when it comes to the whole like friends hanging out, needing to go and do stuff with other people on an energetic level, I don't really need that. 
Like I'm very, very um, selfish, I guess, with my energy in terms of when I, when I, you know, carve out time to go and hang out with friends. Um, I, I make sure it's only for a certain, depending on the friends, obviously, but I'll be very conscious of how much time I'm spending because I know what my max is. Um, but for the most part, I'm very much just a, a, a lone a lone ranger. I don't even know. If lone that's... wolf. Lone wolf. Lone wolf. Um, and that's not to say that I haven't got connections and people in my life that are valuable and I speak to and you know <clears throat> are there for me. But I, I as a person, I just don't need to have a lot of that kind of big groups of people and doing things with other people. I kind of I thrive more. And I'm not doing that. I'm just um, then hanging out and doing things with people very intentionally. Um, so, yeah, yeah man, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, it's so good that you can recognize that because I think for everyone listening, like you're, you probably fall in one of two categories. You may fall fall in a middle ground, but it's either like groups of people energize you or groups of people drain you. Um, and for me, I go back and forth between the two. Sometimes in a group of, of people, I'm like freaking thriving. And as soon as it, it ends, I crash yeah. really hard. And then I need so much self-care to like revamp myself back up and like recharge. And then sometimes I'm in a group and I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? And it really depends on the energy of the group too. Um, but I think, you know, and a lot of people use like introvert or extrovert to determine whether whether which one is you and I don't necessarily prescribe to that but I do think that we have to be so we get to be so aware of our energy and how we manage it because it's our responsibility to keep it high so that we can show up in the world and like do the things we love to do and like be there for our family and friends and you know in our step into our work and all that stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah Sarah thank you for sharing I think that's super super valuable thank you so much yeah uh So, you know, next to somebody like Sarah, I feel like I'm a little baby talking about subjects like this. You know, she's really spent a lot of time and um, thought on this. For me, I guess it just comes down to what fills me up and what kind of makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I I need a rest, right? Mm -hmm. Like this was a lot for me. And I actively seek out the things that fill me up and manage the things that kind of drain me. And there are some things that drain you that you can't necessarily get rid of in your life, right? Like I love my job. I love it a lot, but there are aspects of it that are extremely draining. Like dealing with tech for me, Mm. that is a nightmare. Um, You know, and I was just, I've been revamping some of my systems because one of the things I I do, and I do it a lot, the way I do it totally stresses me out. And I'm like, okay, why am I doing it like that? Like, this is my business. I can do it however the heck I want. Like, why do I keep doing that? And so last night I started working on revamping a way to make that work better for me. So I think just, even if you're a person who like hears us talking about energy and you're like, what are these ladies even talking about? Like, if you're that person, look for things that fill you up and things that make you feel like, oh my gosh, that stresses me out and try and cultivate more of the stuff that fills you up and look for ways to manage those others. That's what I... Like I said, I feel like a little baby talking about this stuff, but I really do look to manage the things that drain me um, and see like, are there things that I could just flat out get rid of in my life um, if I can, but a lot of them you just can't, right? Like, totally. you still got to deal with the crap your teenagers throw at you, whether it drains you or not, right? <laughs> You're not getting right, like out of here, guys, but you have to find a way to manage it in a way that, you know, doesn't drain you as much. Totally. Yeah. It's like the, the concept of um, like self-regulation, like being so self-aware that you know that if your teenagers are being crazy and you're like, I'm going to lose my shit, how do you manage that so that you don't take that into the next thing? Um, and so that's like energetics management, which is like mm-hmm. such a cool practice. I'm like, I'm so fascinated with energy and like how it works and the in and the out and then in the fill. And, and I think like, that's where people get into trouble, myself included, is like if you've been, if your energy has been drained the whole day from either a job you don't like or people in your life that drain you um, or an environment or you're on social media and you're just scrolling, that's a really good mm-hmm. way to get drained. No wonder why after dinner you go really hard in the snacks because you have no energy and no willpower left to even make a conscious choice. You're just like tap out let me just lay on this couch. Um, and so you can, you can usually tell if you are energetically drained, if when you get to five o'clock 
you're like, oh, right? Like all you want to do is just like <laughs> be comatose. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for sharing, Kim. That's really helpful. And I think also it's nice to hear where you're at and that there is um, like just to make it even more relatable for people listening, depending on where they are in their mm-hmm. understanding of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think you're a baby in it at yeah. all. No. Like, <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even a thing. Yeah. I think you are, you are where you are and you know yourself. So you know what is working for you and what is not working for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Marcy, what about you? What's your um, experience with, energetics? Uh, I can relate to a lot of what Kim just said. And I was having a conversation yesterday with a client of mine who works for Facebook and has been working at home throughout quarantine. And I think Facebook is going to continue working from home at least until the beginning of next year. So I was asking her how she felt about that, especially, you know, working at home with her partner and She's like, yeah, I really like working from home and I am going to advocate to continue working from home at least a couple of days a week because I realize how important it is for my mental health. And I was telling her, yeah, I mean, if it's, if your mental health is better because of your environment, then you are going to be a better worker. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more productive, all of that. And, and she just said that she felt better overall. And it was kind of this epiphany moment for me, which I don't know why it's taken me so long. I think in the back of my mind, I've known this, but you know, this is the first time where I have solely been working from home because before quarantine, I was still training clients in the gym and, you know, maybe like 20 hours a week, but I was at the gym six days a week. So training on Saturdays, I had clients at 6 a.m. and it literally sucked the life out of me. You guys know this, and we've talked about it for years. Uh, I have never really enjoyed it. I was always looking for a way out, but there was this part of me that's like, oh, what happens if I, if I leave and I can't make up the money somewhere else? Like, I don't want to let people down. It was just this security thing. And I literally got forced out of the nest <laughs> and have been, and I hate this word, busier than I have ever been since then, but I have way more energy. And I think it's because I am finally doing and acting, doing something and acting in alignment with what I actually want to do, who I actually want to be. I am no longer kind of putting on this mask and pretending, oh yeah, I want to be at this gym when I didn't want to be there at all. When there were people who... I did not want to have to see who drained my energy so much that like it was gone for the rest of the day, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I can, Oh my gosh. And so, yes, it was hard in the beginning. The, you know, the uncertainty was scary, but I feel so much better because the people in my life who were draining my energy are no longer there. The work that was draining my energy is I'm no longer doing. So that has been really, really amazing. Um, so I think that part of energy is having to ask yourself, what in my life that I am, am I doing that I do not like doing, that I am resentful of having to do? And how can I either not do it, like Kim was saying, find a better way to do it or outsource it to somebody else. And to Kim's point, I was having a conversation with another client last week who was actually a marketing, she does marketing for female health and wellness people in the online space. So very interesting. And we were talking all about virtual assistants. I was like, yeah, it's, it's really time for me to bite the bullet and kind of relinquish some control in my business, which I have a hard time doing and handing off those tasks that I don't enjoy and that do take up a lot of time and just kind of mental headspace and that I am still doing, but it's just not efficient. And like, how can I put that on somebody else's plate? So I think that's really important. And, and yeah, there's still another big, big task in my business. It's like, 
half of my business that I don't, I don't enjoy. I'll just be honest. Like I don't enjoy writing training programs and not that I don't like enjoy fitness. That's not it, but I will overanalyze and I'll have to make it perfect. And it just takes a long time for me to do. So if I have six programs to write in a day, like I realize, okay, my energy is pretty much shot for this day. Mm. Yeah. I can so relate. I think Sarah can too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, let, I had to let go of writing. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah, yeah. you and I had this conversation. We had a call on Sunday and we had this conversation. Yeah, and I was like, no, I just like, it actually, even when I think about sitting down to write one now, this sounds very dramatic. Well, and I think that's, that's the other thing is I will notice myself procrastinating. Yeah. Wait, so I, I had two to write. Well, I had three to write yesterday. I got one done in the morning and then I had two more and I had all my client check-ins. Like there was a lot of other stuff that I had to get done that I wanted to get done before that. And so I found myself at 8.30 at night, sitting down to write true training, training programs. And I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? Yes. <laughs> and that is draining. Mm-hmm. The procrastination is draining as yep. you know what. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think procrastination is probably one of the most draining things in my life. And I'm a horrible mm-hmm. procrastinator. It's something I've worked to be better at because I know it doesn't serve me. Mm. It doesn't, it never ends up better later, right? When I'm more tired and, you know, I should, and I really work hard at that, but Marcy, I'm totally with you procrastinating. That's a hard one. I think that's a big one for a lot of people, yeah. right? Yeah, huge Put off thing. the things mm-hmm. that we don't like or that we're going to struggle with. And then when we're low on time, low on energy, we're like, now's the time I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, but we do it over and over. Yeah. And we well, get and I, every time, right? So like that's, yeah. The, yeah. So and that's the next time we do the same it. thing. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll, Go ahead, Sarah. But it's also with procrastination, it's kind of, there's also the reverse effect that when you actually can do the big thing or the hard thing that you've been avoiding, once you've done it, you actually do feel a bit energized because you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the bit everyone, you forget in the moment when you really don't want to do it, you just sit into the comfort, in air quotes, comfort of not doing it and screw the consequences for later. I'll deal, I'll deal with it later but if you could just step over that little bit of resistance mm-hmm. in an hour's time you'd be dancing around the kitchen like oh yeah I get it and it just feels great totally yeah. I think that the thing with resistance too is like I don't know if you guys can agree but I find it's either one of two things like the procrastination comes either because the task is hard um or the task is not in alignment and the alignment is the freaking biggest energy zap ever like that's why people are fucking miserable if they don't like their job because it takes up so much of their day and they're not living in their purpose and they come home unfulfilled like that is the easiest way to die really fast um because it like so zaps your energy it like it causes so much stress in your body your body is literally just like right and like the only way to re-ground yourself and to get that energy back sometimes is an unhealthy option like an unhealthier way to cope or to to fill up to re-ground to like re-get that energy and sometimes it's in the form of food or alcohol or whatever um instead of the thing that they know is best for them which may just be like a nap or a walk or meditation or reading or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I know I found that when I haven't been hyper aware of that, like I can fall into that, into that bad habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to kind of touch upon some ways that you guys enjoy replenishing your energy. Like what restores your energy? Um, are there certain things you do when you are feeling overwhelmed. Um, I can share a little bit of maybe some things that work for me and then we can kind of go around around the table. But I think every Sunday um, I do like a big ass brain dump. Anything that's like an open loop that I can think of, whether it's personal, um, it could be like conversations I have to have, like doctor's appointments, um, tasks I need to do, like anything that's an open loop 
that's really helpful for me to just like see it all because it can just take up like so much headspace for me. Um, and if I like, you know, that, that gross feeling that you're like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. Or like, Oh crap, I gotta do that. Right. And that all takes up energy, even though you don't really realize it, that open loop feeling is not good. Um, so I like to do what's called like a clearing or like a brain dump of, of stuff. Um, and even stuff like bigger stuff, like, oh, I've been procrastinating on like going to get my, doing my like eye doctor appointment, stuff like that. Like it's just little things that can really zap you, but adding all of those up is huge. Um, another thing that I find really helpful is like breaking up my days. Like obviously we are all coaches, so we have our own schedule and whether you're in a nine to five or you're, or you're not, um, reducing like task switching. So having intentional blocks of time or intentional days where you do certain things. So for me, like I don't do anything with anyone else before 12 o'clock, like from 8am to 12 is like Sam time, whether I'm like creating or writing or reading or working out or whatever, that is Sam time. Um, and that really works for me. And sometimes I'll just like take full days of just like creator mode and if you're in a nine to five, you probably can't do that, but you can bask your tasks together. Like, okay, I'm going to pump out all these emails. Like I'm going to dedicate a chunk of time to email. Email is probably like a huge energy sucker where if you always have your email tab open, you're always going to be checking it. Right. Same with DMS. I don't always respond to DMS. Like I will give myself a block of time. And then after that, like I just give myself permission to not have to answer every single message also to answer every single email. Like I don't need to answer every email. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Like I don't need to goose egg my inbox. And I used to think I had to do that. And I, I just like, I don't, I don't have the time or energy for all of that. So I think realizing like what boundaries do I need to set around, especially around social media, um, in order to, to show up and like, um, how can I nourish my body? And for me, sometimes that's just like sitting down with like a really nourishing meal, um, doing some dancing and getting into the woods. Those are like my big, my big three is like, that's my forms of, of nourishment. And that really helps me just feel like, okay, I took care of myself today. Um, so I don't know if you guys can relate to any of those, but that's a, that's a big picture overview of, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can relate to all of it, something that I've been doing, been kind of practicing more and more recently is the basically just blocking out times of, okay, so today I am working on this and that is it. I'm not doing anything else because I can't, my brain doesn't work well when I'm trying to switch between multiple, multiple things. And you're right, it does just end up draining you. Um, but yeah, I love all of those actually, Sam. Yeah. I really, I really <laughs> I can relate hard. <laughs> hard, man. Um, for me, I would say, yeah, definitely structure. That is the thing that helped. I was kind of very against structure because I had a story that structure meant restrictive, mm -hmm. and lack of freedom, and that's one of my things that really triggers me. If I feel like I'm being like I'm not free, I'm like, um. And so, but then I realized that actually by structuring my day, I am making myself way freer than I have ever managed to be before. So that has been a big one for me. Um, and then also some other things that I will do is um, if I'm feeling like a little bit out of whack, um, there's a few things I'll do. I will do a breathwork practice um just to kind of clear out anything that's there and quite often that means having a good cry um and just releasing whatever is all is going whatever is going on inside sometimes i can identify what it is sometimes i can't there's just something in there that needs to come out and i always feel like energized after that once i've kind of let the energy move through uh, through same with writing mm -hmm. um going for a walk just, I mean, I wish I had woods to go walking in, but I do not. Um, that's a goal for the future, 100%. Yeah. Um, but also taking time off social media. Like I've started actually taking full weekends off social media because I was just like, 
I, I can't like it's it, that's one thing that impedes my impedes my energy something chronic and it's not that I don't want to show up it's not that I don't love you know all of my audience and want to serve and help people but boundaries and just conserving my own energy um is important because it means that I can then show up and be better when I'm actually there as opposed to kind of turning up drained and like you know not yeah. yeah it's like you you get diluted like that's yeah. how I was feeling like yeah. I've been taking full weekends off too and it's just like I can't believe I wasn't not doing that before um, yeah yeah and um and I also touching on what Marcy said was um looking at you know sometimes I'll do a day-to-day audit where um I'll sit and as I'm doing tasks I'll be like okay how do I feel about this what's my energy like is it lighting me up is it draining me what is it and that's a good way to start identifying how what things maybe need to change and for me it's kind of identifying tasks I can give out to other people to do for me that I just don't want to do anymore yeah. they would be my that. main main things as of now yeah that's awesome thank you sarah i think you guys listening like a an exercise you can do based on what sarah was just saying i've done this and it's so cool is if you make a list of all the things you do in a day um and then uh, i did this on google docs and then i highlighted in yellow all the things i love doing and then everything else is like how can i make this easier can i hire someone or like can i get food delivered can i like what can i do like to get my, that energy back how can i ask for help how can i ask for support and it or was, does it even have to be done sam well, some of those things like we can just yeah. get them off the list exactly <laughs> it's like do i really need to do the dishes every single day like it's okay <laughs> if there's dishes in the sink the world is not going to end but it can feel like i have to have all my ducks in a row right um so like why are we doing the things um so make a list and then start asking for help right like that doesn't mean you're weak i ask for so much help i don't know about you guys like i'm sure you do but it's like that's how we that's how we move the needle ahead and actually do the things that are meaningful in our lives is by not doing all the things (laughs) um kim let's let's go over to you okay i'm gonna give you three that are gonna sound so nice and like oh that's lovely and then one that people might be like uh I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> I love when you preface it. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> so the three that are like, oh, that's lovely. Like getting outside for me is a huge deal, especially early morning. And it takes some sacrifice for me to be able to get up and like push myself to get out there. But I am so happy if I'm outside in the early morning. It just sets my day up. Like I feel my brain so much freer and easier. Like I just am in a better place and have, you know, I just come from a place of, see, I'm, I never use this word, but I'm going to sound like you grounded. I feel grounded. Like that's not a word I ever use. I don't think I've ever used that word except to tell my children that they are grounded. Um, <laughs> but that would be the best word to describe it for me. And so like, I need to get to bed on time. I need to make myself get out of bed when the alarm comes and actually put on real clothes and go outside. Right. Although sometimes I do go out in my pajamas. I don't care. Um, so outside is one of those things for me. Um, the, uh, one of the other things is music. Like I'm always on my stories talking about songs and it's just because guys it is, it fills me up like really good music mm. just change. It can change my mood. And so for me, a lot of times it is, I'm not a sad music person. I'm a happy music person. Even if I am sad, even if I'm happy, I just love, I love it. So, um, I really do seek out like the perfect song for the tasks I'm doing. And I will listen to the same song for like two or three hours. My family thinks I'm absolutely insane. Dude, I do the same thing. It helps me focus. Like I put a song on that I'm just really feeling and I put it on repeat and I have to think about it and then I work and I like it and it really fills me up. So that's another one. And then the other thing for me is beauty. I really like pretty things and they don't have to be expensive pretty things. I'm going to show you, you guys can't see. I bought this cup recently (laughs) and it's purple and it has gold in it and it was like nine bucks. It makes me so happy. Like I love using this cup. (laughs) I love that. Right. I buy flowers every week. I started this at the beginning of quarantine. I show them on my stories regularly. I don't go seek out the best florist. I buy them at the grocery store, but I pick out whatever seems really pretty to me. They make me so happy every time I come in the kitchen. I think I'm going to start putting some in my office too. I decided I should have them right here by my desk. And it can really, like, if I'm just feeling kind of like, ugh, or like overwhelmed, like just looking at my pretty flowers just makes me feel like energetically better. So putting beauty in my life really 
really helps. And Kim, part of that, is- I love that. Oh my yeah? god, I just I just want to insert because I can so relate. I care so much about aesthetics and environment. Yeah, like your environment really can change you if you and if you put on music, your your great things, right? And yeah. Like, you put some trees. I'm such an, I'm so obsessed with plants. I bring all that shit into the room I'm working. And that yeah. is, energy. it can change. It can change oh, how you feel. God, yeah. So good. Which is why right now, guys, I'm feeling scattered. You girls can see behind me. My office is a friggin' oh, mess because I'm getting it better. Like, but the painter can't come till September. So I just keep trying out new shades of paint. <laughs> My office has like 9 million colors of paint. There's paintbrushes everywhere. And I'm just not doing a good job of keeping it nice because I know it's about to get redone. But once it is redone, I'm going to really feel this space, right? And I'm going to have this sense of like, I'm making it really like beachy and calm and relaxing um, because that's important to me. And it really does help me feel better in my day to walk into a pretty space. And part of that I realized re- very recently is about how I look. So I don't know if you noticed, but more often than not, like I have my hair done these days and I'm wearing a little bit of makeup because I just feel better. Like I feel better if I don't always look like I just rolled out of bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, is, which is kind of how I've lived my life for the past couple of years because I can, because I don't have to go anywhere most of the time. Right. Yeah. But I feel better when I look pretty. Yep. I love that. Yep. So those are my three pretty ones, right? My nice ones. The one that people might be like, I can't do that is saying no. I say no to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I don't have as much of a problem saying no anymore, but I realized it, in quarantine that, wow, I say yes to a whole lot of stuff that I don't actually want to do. And now that it's gone from my life, like I need to get better at saying no to all of that. Mm. And some of it, I realize I do miss, like, I love my, my church. Like I love being a Christian, but my church is a very, um, worker bee kind of church. Like we spend a lot of time serving a church and it didn't occur to me until like, I'm not even going to church now. We don't even have church. We do church at home how much time I spent doing stuff that I was kind of resentful about. And just like, we got, got to get the kid to this meeting and that meeting and this meeting for youth. And then my husband has this meeting and I have that. There were so meeting myself to death, like so many meetings. And what I've realized is I feel like I'm worshiping better and doing things better as a Christian without all of that, those meetings. And I'm going to be better about encouraging like my faith group to be like, let's have less meetings, guys. We, we don't need all these meetings, you know? Yeah, um, I love that so much. You're right? actually, like, you have the space to actually be the thing that you're meeting about. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that can feel really hard. Like even just like, I can't believe I just said that publicly. I'm sure if anybody <laughs> in my faith is listening, they're like, oh, you should probably not say that, Kim. <laughs> no, but that's, that's beautiful. I think it's the difference between like, whether it's with religion or not, it's like the difference between preaching something and being something, right? Yeah. Like you inspire people by being the thing, not by preaching them and telling them about the thing and trying to be the thing, right? It's like just yeah. you get to be it by just you being you, but you need the space to be able to do it. <laughs> yes. And to not just be so dang busy all the time saying yes to everything because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. This, the, um, the act of saying no and boundary setting, it's like, I think there's, there's some quote that's like, um, the most successful people in the world say no to 99% of the things that they're asked. And I believe that I've never heard that quote, but I believe that that makes sense to me. It's so powerful. It's like, if it's not a hell freaking yes, it's a no, right? If it's not supporting the life you want to live, it's a no. And like, if people want to make that mean something, let them, but that's, Mm -hmm. you get to live your life for you and do the things that make you feel good and that you want to do. And a lot of that requires saying no. I've gotten that way about clients recently too, Sam. Um, you know, when I get a lot of inquiries and I used to get on the phone and pretty much I would, I would accept almost anybody, almost anybody. I'd be like, sure. Like if they didn't have an eating disorder, like <laughs> let's go. But I've gotten better recently about being like, I don't think, I don't think we should work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm hyper selective. I'm like, nah, I'll have a coach I can recommend, but like, yeah, it's just like, they have to be an energetic match. That's actually like a requirement mm-hmm. on my application. And like on our discovery call is like, our energies need to align. And yeah. if they don't, this isn't going to work. Cause I can tell, you know, you can just tell. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much, Kim. Those are awesome. Those four ways that you, uh, reunite. Now I want to see you in like the, your office jamming to music, <laughs> uh, with some like palm trees, your drinking your purple cup. <laughs> saying no (laughs) you got it love it uh thank you marcy let's uh go over to you well you guys took most of mine so (laughs) 
Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, it means we're all on the same page. So yeah, uh, moving the energy out of my body. So lifting weights, walking, those are my two favorite forms of movement. I'm not good at this, but dancing, like putting on music and dancing really does do something. And I, I don't dance at home, but I will dance alone in the empty gym. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I put on my rap, I put on my rap music and like get down. Yeah. Um, right. Who else wants yeah. to see this on her stories? Because I do. Yeah. <laughs> dance off. I mean, I, I always post up on there. So Marcy, let's go. I know. I, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I don't love posting me dancing. It's not, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not good like you, Sam. So, I, um, don't even. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? No, you're good. I saw your lyrical dance number yesterday on your stories. I was like, damn, look at her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's see what else. I mean, along with what Kim said about beauty, I agree with that a hundred percent. So I do always have flowers in my office. Light, bright spaces is really important for me. Um, and then just organization. So I am, a, I'm very anal and I really like things that are clean, that are organized, like everything is in its place. It's all lined up. Um, I do this weird thing where if I will get, let's say I order protein powder and a new bag comes and I still have a little bit left of the other bag. Like I have to condense everything just like oh to God. make sure. <laughs> yes. I love Is that. Is that weird? Oh, okay. <laughs> I like told Kurt this the other day. I'm like, I have a weird obsession with consolidating. <laughs> I, I am obsessed with consolidating. I love it. It gives me so much satisfaction. And then it's just one, it's just one less thing that you have yeah. in your space, you know, to, to take up that literal physical and energetic space. Yep. So I love doing that. Um, and you know, reducing decision fatigue. So, so often we are making decisions all throughout the day and we don't even realize how many we're having to make. So you look at somebody like Mark Zuckerberg or when Steve Jobs was alive and who else? Barack Obama, they wore the same outfit every single day. Mm -hmm. So how can you make less decisions? I don't wear the same thing every day, but I have a very minimal wardrobe so that I don't have to like shuffle through my clothes. Like, Oh, what, what Lululemon shirt am I going to wear today? You know, it's just very, it's very minimal and that's okay with me. Um, setting out my clothes the day before, like having my coffee made the day before all of that stuff. So when I wake up, it's one less thing I have to do. That's been really helpful um, for managing my energy and trying to think, you know, spending more time just in silence. So going back to the beginning of the episode, when I was talking about being in the gym, I think one of the reasons I constantly felt so drained is because like, yes, I am an introvert. So I need a lot of alone time, but I'm also very sensitive to loud noises and so having like banging weights and loud music and, you know, this one coworker who was always just like shouting, like, oh my gosh, this is just so draining. So any time that I can get just complete peace and quiet feels so good. That's actually energizing to me. Uh, and I, you know, I always used to think that I always had to be stimulated. So I always had to be like, watching a YouTube video or listening to some training or listening to a podcast, always having to be learning something. And more so lately, I've just been shutting off the noise and yeah, being still, being quiet. I've started reading again, which I'm really enjoying. I go back and forth between not liking to read books at all. And I probably went months with that reading and like, oh, I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to Audible. So I'm still, you know, technically reading and learning, but there's just something so different about sitting down, relaxing, getting still, getting quiet and reading a book that is very calming. So I've been doing that before bed and it's really interesting because I've been sleeping a lot better. So maybe there's something to it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say those are my, those are the ones that are different for me than everything else that you guys said, because I related to it all. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing Mars. I think like a lot of what you've been saying too, and I don't want to dig into this too much because we could do a whole episode on it, but I don't know how familiar you guys are with like the feminine and like masculine energy. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to go there. <laughs> yeah. But I think that at the end of the day, like for anyone listening that doesn't know what these are, basically like you can have a wounded or a divine feminine and masculine energy. And like, if you think about the state of the world, like the feminine energy, the like soft, like the grounded, the intuitive, the woman with boundaries, and this can be man too. Like it's not, these are, everyone has both feminine and masculine energies. Um, the, the feminine energy is, has been like so dishonored I guess and like dominated by that like wounded masculine like go 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 like you gotta be top can't show emotion um and like very controlling and so I think generally the state of the world is out of balance but I think that each of us as individuals are often out of balance we have really wounded masculine really wounded feminine and that can show up as um just being like way too on our head not in our body um and so I think just like digging into like, you know, we can, we can put some, some links in the show notes as well here, but I think understanding the energetics of the masculine and feminine energies and how to actually start to be healthier in both of those, I know for me has been so powerful and reclaiming a lot of my energy is like stepping more into my feminine, which is what you were saying, Kim, like these aesthetics, like feeling beautiful, um, be feeling like uh, you're just like confident in your body, right? Um, trust, surrender, like lovingness, like all of these like motherly tendencies that that can feel weak, but they're not. Like that's a there's a beautiful duality to the feminine and the masculine, um, and so I think that that's something that I've really been working on and and just doing a lot of research on and diving into and working on my clients with because often when they when they don't feel good or like when they aren't doing when they aren't working out they feel like oh i'm worth i'm worthless i'm like a piece of shit like i'm lazy right and it's like no that actually like rest and slowness and stillness and breathing and all the things that you were talking about just now marcy those are important like though that there's a balance between the two so um just starting to be more aware of where those patterns are showing up in your life and for me, I know that digging into the feminine and masculine has been so like such a big eye opener. Like, holy crap, these a whole other layer of energy that I didn't even know existed. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, and I think you know, feminine energy is very much too about receptivity and, like you said, surrender, but kind of allowing the good stuff to come in. And I think part of that is asking for help is the saying no, is that surrender and just trusting that if I don't do it all, I will be okay. And if I can say no to the things that don't serve me, if I can ask for help, if I can kind of like let my guard down and not feel like I have to constantly be doing to be worthy of attention and, or not attention, but validation, then it really does allow more good to come into your life. And that's something, it's a lesson that I have had to learn over and over and over again. And I hope that the last time I learned it will be, or or this last time that I learned it will be the last time that I have to learn it because I have lived for probably the past 10 years, like in my masculine at all times. And it was because I didn't feel like I was worthy if I was just allowing myself to be. Mm-hmm. So totally. my worth came from my success. It came from how much I did, how hard I worked. So that's why I worked seven days a week and didn't take a day off. Like worked on holidays, worked on, um, worked when I was sick, you know, all of that just because I, it was the way that I gained my self-worth. And on the other side of that, it also was the thing that like broke me down and burnt me out. So being really honest with yourself about why am I doing the things that I am doing and kind of trying to reevaluate and reframe that and seeing how you can take what you, the awareness that you have and how you can make like shifts in your life. Yeah. That's what I've been. Yeah. I've been like stepping more into my feminine, which is, I met this woman uh, a couple of months ago. She was, um, introduced to me through a client, the client that I was talking about earlier. And like, this woman has been such a blessing in my life and she is a life coach, but we were talking all about feminine energy. And she's like, 
you need to start wearing makeup and doing your hair. Kind of like what you were saying, Kim, you know, wearing skirts and dresses and dancing around. I'm like, uh, but like, I don't want to have to do that stuff. But when I did, I just felt so much lighter, more at ease, more peaceful. And yeah, like, it's just interesting what has kind of been coming my way and opening up to me since I've been doing that and just like letting go a little bit and saying like, I don't have to do all the things all the time. Yes. Oh, Marcy, I can so relate. I think that's probably been the past like six months of my own personal journey um, of letting go of the, like, I don't need to prove myself with the things I do. um, And I'm enough just as I am. Like I can just chill. Um, And that is just enough to give you so much energy back because you don't have to prove anything anymore. Right. Well, and and here's the thing. If you're constantly trying to prove yourself to another person, like even if it's somebody in your immediate circle, maybe it's a friend or a spouse or whoever, then you are going to be drained Mm -hmm. and then you don't show up as the best version of yourself for that person. So it's like, yes, I may be getting validation because I'm doing all the things, but at the same time, I'm like my energy isn't good. Maybe I'm moody. I'm reactive. Any of that. When if you could just kind of like slow the up down and not have to do all the things, then you are going to show up in a better, more loving, more supportive, more energetic way. And again, going back to the lessons I've learned, that is what people care about. Not how much money is in your bank account, not what car you're driving and what you're doing. It's like, how are you, how are you showing up for that person? And adding value to their life. And if you are constantly drained, then you are not adding the right type of value. Yeah, 100%. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I feel like we can do a whole part two episode. Yeah. <laughs> Which we, we just may. Um, but for you guys listening, I hope that this has really been helpful for you to just maybe take a look, a deeper dive into your own life, the energetics of what drains you, what restores you, what replenishes you. Um, the balance between the doer and the beer, uh, the feminine and the masculine. Um, and then you start to take action and ownership of your energy. Um, say no more, put on the makeup, like wear the shorts, do the things that fill you up and let go of what doesn't serve you. Um, so we hope this episode has been helpful. We love you so much. If it was, please screenshot tag us all. Let us know what helped you the most. And we will catch you on next week's episode. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.